Luke chapter 1, and we're going to start in verse 26. Now, I'm sure most of y'all probably read this chapter before, but uh, just to bring you up to speed, where we're at right now is uh, Elizabeth is already pregnant with John, and we know how that kind of came about, an angel... The angel Gabriel, in fact, came to Zacharias and told him that, you know, you're going to have a son. And uh, So she's uh, several months pregnant right now. And we're going to pick up in verse 26. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month with her, who was called barren. For with God nothing shall be impossible." And Mary said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. I'm going to continue on reading, but let's stop for a minute. Let's look at this. You know, I'm not trying to to tell you the Christmas story tonight, but I've got another point. But let's look at this. We, We see Mary here. Totally unexpected. All of a sudden... She encounters this angel, and he tells her some things that are going to happen that just totally blows her mind, right? And what does she do? She doesn't resist in any way. She just says, pretty much, what what terminology we would use today, God, if if that's your will, then okay, right? She said, let it be done unto me according to thy word. There's a lesson you can take from that, right? That's not where I'm headed today, but let's let's look at it for a minute. You see, she was already before before the angel ever came to her. She was already in the right frame of mind. She was already had her heart in submission to God. So that's why God found her to be highly favored, right? That's why she was in that position was because she was already where God wanted her to be. And you know, there's times that sometimes when we think God ought to be using us, 
We're not where we need to be yet. And God can't use you when you're not in the right spirit. That's why David prayed, renew a right spirit within me. He wanted to get back to that place where God could work in his life, where God could use him. But Mary found herself already there. She was already prepared for what God was going to do in her. All right, verse 39. Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste into a city of Judah and entered into the house of Zacharias and saluted Elizabeth. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. And she spake out with a loud voice and said, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And whence is this to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For lo, as soon as the voice of thy salutation sounded in mine ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. And blessed is she that believed, and there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord." I was reading this earlier, and I I just I was taken back as I read um, verse forty three. I was I was I, I came to the realization that Elizabeth and Mary both already had a, a deep understanding of who Jesus was to be. Elizabeth, at this point, you know, it's, I don't know, maybe Mary had wrote her a letter and said, hey, this is what happened, you know, we don't know that. But Mary shows up, John, still in her, in her mother, in his mother, jumps, right? He was filled with the Holy Ghost from birth. You read that if you go back and read a little, little more of the first part of the chapter. He was filled with the Holy Ghost in his mother's womb. You know what happens when... When people of like mind and like spirit get around, they start rejoicing, right? And you begin to talk about the things of God, you begin to rejoice with each other because you have a like spirit, a common spirit. So when when Mary came in, the Holy Spirit bore witness with Him even in His mother's womb and He jumped for joy, right? But Elizabeth already knew who it was that... Mary was carrying. She says, the mother of my Lord. Man, that just that spoke volumes to me. When, when I begin to think about that, that, He's not even born yet. That's my Lord. She already understood that. And let's read a little bit further and you'll see what Mary had to say about it. <clears throat> and Mary said... My soul doth magnify the Lord. See, she, she wasn't burdened by this thing. This wasn't some, oh man. It wasn't a, a, a burden she had to bear. Just I just got to make it through this. Sometimes we see the plan of God as a burden in our life, don't we? Sometimes we feel like this is a weight I have to carry because God wants me to. Heaven forbid we be put out by God. Right? Y'all ever feel like that? 
Come on, be honest now. Sometimes you just feel like, man, I hear I got to do this. God wants me to do it. But that's not what Mary was saying. (laughs) Mary understood what an honor and privilege it was to be in the position she was. And Mary said, My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. See, she understood what Jesus was. Not just that He was the Son of God. Not just that He was to be a king and have an eternal kingdom and, and take up that throne of David. But He was to be her Savior. For He hath regarded the low estate of His handmaiden. Y'all ever felt like that? (laughs) You know what that means? He took interest in where she was, right? The low state that she found herself in. Not being anybody. You know, Jesus came from nothing as far as material things in this world. Mary was nobody. She was... Just a person. She didn't have any wealth. She didn't have any power. She was just a lowly person. He hath regarded the low estate of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. We ought to have that same attitude. Right? I, I'm, a, I'm part of a chosen generation. I should have that same attitude. God looked upon me in my low estate, but look, generations from now, they're going to call me blessed. Right? I'm trying to encourage y'all some tonight. Listen to me now. For he that is mighty hath done to me great things, and holy is his name. Listen, y'all know what Mary's doing right here? She's sitting there with her, with her, what was that, cousins? Is that right? Sitting there with her cousin, and they're just talking. When's the last time y'all did this? Just sitting there talking talking about how good God is to her. Man, look what God's done to me. He looked at me in my low estate, and people are going to call me blessed. They're just sharing with each other, right? And, you know, this is what ought to happen. This is what ought to happen. When we get around each other, we should be rejoicing with one another. Man, y'all won't believe what God has done for me. Look at what He did. And go on and tell the story. Give your testimony to those that you love, that are close, that they can they can receive the same joy, that that joy will just spill over onto them. As they see what God is doing, they'll be encouraged. Their faith will grow. Because see, they're just sitting there feeding each other. Right? That's what we ought to do as Christians. Especially as a church body. For He that is mighty hath done to me great things, and holy is His name. And His mercy is on them that fear Him. From generation to generation, He has showed strength with His arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He has put down the mighty from their seats and exalted them of low degree. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich He has sent empty away. He has opened His servant Israel in remembrance of His mercy. As He spake to our fathers, to Abraham, and to His seed forever. So here you have these two ladies. 
as the world would look upon them, there's really nothing special about them. But see, they know different. Right? They are totally aware of what God is doing in their lives. Did it build up their egos? You know, it would have been real easy for Mary to say, I must be something pretty special. God chose me. Right? She never did. You know, God chose her for a reason. He knew her attitude. He knew her spirit. Think about that now. You wonder why God don't use you sometimes. What's your attitude? What's your frame of mind? Are you in a place God could use you? Are you in a place that if God used you, it would bring glory to His name? I've been there many times that I wasn't in the right frame of mind. And you know what? God didn't use me. He especially didn't use me the way I thought He should have used me. Right? But you have these two ladies there that God had kind of hand-selected. He hand-picked them for a purpose. You have the mother of John the Baptist. That voice crying in the wilderness, right? That's what the Word prophesied about Him. That he, he'd made, he paved the way for Jesus to begin His ministry. Man, the forerunner of Jesus Christ. He went about preaching about who was going to come. Right? Filled with the Holy Ghost before He was even born. His mother filled with the Holy Ghost as soon as Mary walked in. The Holy... Man, listen, y'all. The Holy Ghost just came into that room because the Son of God was there and He wasn't even born. Can y'all imagine being in that situation? And it seems like, like it's such an extraordinary thing that, that it's, it, you know, it's the thing that myth and legend are made of. No, it's not. Man, this is all, this is how, this is an example to us. How when we come into each other's presence, if we're filled with the Holy Ghost, if we are all ready, listen, this is what I pray for on a regular basis. And I'm not trying to condemn nobody tonight. I pray all the time that I wish somebody would come into church already ready. Right? You ain't got to spend 30 minutes getting all warmed up. You're all you come in the door rejoicing and praising God, ready to sing his praises, ready to lift up his voice. And when when you come into the presence of God, not only God, but the presence of other believers that are filled with the Holy Ghost, guess what? It's the same spirit. It's the same spirit. When that spirit comes together, it just increases in strength. And you should be just sitting there rejoicing with each other. Man, believe what God did with me this week. Right? That's what we ought to be. But man, too many times I find myself, you won't believe what happened this week. Right? <laughs> I still tell the story, but it's just from a totally different point of view. Brother Jack could probably tell you all about his week last week. And depending on what kind of mood he's in, it might be good, it might be bad. Right? There's plenty of bad last week, wasn't it, Brother Jack? Yeah. <laughs> but he, the other night, he came over and brought a check over there to us, and 
he had some good, right? Had some good to go with the bad, and, and even to an extent, it outweighed the bad. Because he could see how God's hands were at work. You see, that's the kind of thing right there. Not, I'm not trying to tell you this is, this isn't some kind of motivational thing, okay? This, you know, those, they have those conferences you go to and they just get everybody all fired up and worked up into a tizzy. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about how we look at the blessings of God. And I promise you those blessings of God are far greater than the negativity that you've seen throughout the week. And when you begin to focus on what God has done, focus on Jesus for a minute, okay? I already told you all, if you ain't got nothing else to think about, just remember, He is good and His mercy endures forever. That's all you got to remember right there. That right there is enough. That's enough. And it's simple. What is Mary talking about? She starts off and she just said, My soul doth magnify the Lord. She was overflowing. (laughs) That's one way to say that. She started out and just really didn't know what else to say, but my soul magnifies the Lord, right? And she goes on and says, He hath regarded the lowest state of His handmaiden. She's beginning to... You can see those emotions just beginning to well up within her. I can imagine, now, you know, it doesn't say this in here, but I can imagine she's probably sitting there crying as she's saying these things. I feel that way, y'all. When I begin to praise God, I begin to think about what He's doing in my life, begin to just just revel in the, in the wonderful blessings that God has put in my life. It brings tears to my eyes. Can't hardly get the words out sometimes when I'm praising God. So it's easy to read these words and not think about the emotion that somebody has, right? It's easy to overlook the importance of what's going on. How many times have y'all read Luke chapter 1 and never seen these things I'm talking to you about right now? It's easy to do. It's easy to overlook those little things. But as you can see, there's a whole wealth of things there that that can encourage you. You begin to see that Mary was not only excited, but she was fully aware of what God was doing in her. What God was going to do through her son that she was going to birth. Man, He's going to be a Savior (laughs) to His people. Elizabeth already knew that He was the Lord, right? He was God. Man, that's a wonderful thing. John even knew it. He didn't even know that he knew it, but he knew it. That's a tongue twister. Wasn't even born yet, and he's rejoicing. So what am I trying to tell you tonight? We ought to rejoice when we come into the presence of God. It shouldn't be a burden when God wants to use us. It ought to be a a wonderful blessing, man. I was just over there thinking tonight, I don't feel like going. I don't feel like going to church. 
But I'm the pastor. I got to go. It's a burden, <laughs> right? Here I am preaching to you about how it ought not be a burden to you. But that's what my flesh is saying, right? That's why your flesh needs to be beat down and put into submission. Because your flesh it will lead you the wrong way every time. 